This is an Anything I Want Creative House production, and I'm your host, Eniola Kalawole. To learn more about Anything I Want, follow us on Instagram at ENIThingIWant, or check out our website at anythingiwant.com to sign up for our newsletter and stay updated on future projects. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello? Hello? Is there anybody out there? Oh, no, 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 no. Stop the music. Stop the music. I'm not lonely. I'm alone. Hello and welcome to today's episode of I'm Not Lonely, I'm Alone. Today's episode topic is obviously going to be related to the whole not lonely alone thing, but more specific to currently entering this stage of losing a lot of people that I've had in my life up until this point and having this sense of well-being And I'm calling this episode for that reason, losing friends, gaining peace, because that is a very real experience. Um, And it's no shade to the people that I've lost. It's just that I kind of feel like when certain people and I kind of fell away from each other, it eventually became obvious um, the more time we spend apart that perhaps our existence in each other's lives up until this point was more so based in the comfort of the routine that we've created together up until now. And now that that routine is no longer being entertained by either one of us, we're kind of given the liberty to start to create new ones. And oftentimes that will look like a version of of ourselves that we actually want to become, even though we might have discussed that together perhaps like God and, you know, had different plans. You know, it's important to have people who are there to help you conceptualize life. I feel like that's inevitable and it is necessary, but I also feel like you won't be able to truly understand how to wet, like weather life's storms and walk through life with more of a sense of well-being and all of that if you don't want to acknowledge the fact that not everyone is going to follow you into every season of your life. And a lot of that happening is an unpredictable occurrence. Um, And of course, there are people who have friends that they've been together with them for life. And I'm not saying it's not possible. Even I have a friend that I've known for like 12 years, but in our friendship specifically, it kind of ebbed and flowed. Um, we definitely took some space where we were growing on our own. And then even now we're friends, but we don't, we're not like super attached at the hip. Um, and I feel like that's something that I thought that I'd always wanted in friendships. And I experienced that to a certain extent in some friendships and I've come to realize that it's not only unhealthy, but unsustainable. 
especially if you are someone who genuinely wants well-being in life because a lot of us say we want well-being but don't want to sacrifice the habits that we have, the cycles that we choose to engage ourselves in and repeat with others that would be that we would be required to let go of in order to receive said well-being. And so I feel as if this whole concept of losing friends but gaining peace, it can be a tough pill to swallow once you start to realize like, oh wow, I might have to actually like remove myself from certain situations or I might have to really sit with myself and make peace with the fact that perhaps this person leaving my life or perhaps me leaving this person's life might be for the best for both of us. And also, at the end of the day, no one knows the end goal of any situation under the sun. Only God knows. And I feel like I have reached a sense of just acceptance and peace of mind once I stopped trying to know what comes next or what the end result is. And I'm going to touch upon this subject in future episodes, but the idea of faith versus fear or that and also in this episode maybe I can talk about the idea of why I let go of the manifestation and there's a dark side to the manifestation culture that I personally never really went into but I did see it because I was constantly getting tarot card readings on YouTube and like all these people would be like oh like watch this video like this if you're seeing this it's for you click it and back when I felt like I thought that um knowledge was power um and I feel like that whole situation helped me kind of better understand the story of Adam and Eve because the the tree with the fruit of um the tree that has the fruit of knowledge of the knowledge of good and evil I at first, I couldn't really understand like why that was a bad thing, but when you go into a lot of the concepts of New Age practices, like even the worshiping of crystals and rocks, I'm so glad that, or maybe it's just because I don't have that on my feet anymore, but I definitely am no longer living in a reality where I believe in any of those things, and I really hope that a lot of society has kind of calmed down from that. I never really believed in it in the past anyway. I kind of was always like, it's literally just a rock, but okay. I mean, I have some because they're pretty, but I don't know what they do. I don't know what they symbolize. Even when I, I have a bunch of rings that I like to wear, I tend to wear them like every day and each one is always on the same finger and people will be like, oh my God, is that like a, like a amethyst? Is that like a, a moonstone? Is that like an emerald? Like, what is that? And I'm just like, I literally don't know. I bought this ring because I thought it was pretty. Um, Yeah. I don't pay attention to that stuff because I'm not going to worship a rock. That's literally like you telling me to worship the dirt that I walk on every day, no matter how pretty it is. I think dirt is pretty too. You're not going to see me wearing dirt, maybe for a Halloween costume, but even then I probably wouldn't wear a Halloween costume like that. Let's be real. And that's just me. But the moral of the story is, when it comes to manifestation culture, there's this obsession with worshiping things that are inanimate, things that ultimately cannot bring you any peace, any well-being, and any power. And 
in the world of tarot readings, there was constantly this narrative being reinforced of like, you can manifest this person back, you can do this back. And even manifestation culture of like anything you think, you know, you can have. I feel like that is true to a certain extent, but it's like the way that it's manipulated, literally, like the Bible even says that the devil will come to you dressed like an angel of light. And I think that that means that even the things that are true, the things that are true of God will be manipulated to the extent that it will be so fantastical that if it does not work out the way that you're being sold, that it's supposed to work out, you will then as a result, stop believing in God. Because if God said it and I was supposed to believe it and it was supposed to happen and now it hasn't happened. So then that just goes to prove that God isn't real. And that is exactly the reason why negative forces of the world will teach you wisdom and then used it to turn you into a fool. That is a, a learned skill. It is possible to do that to anyone And the same can be done with your life, with your faith, and with the things that are meant for you and the things that are not meant for you. Because if you believe when, for example, people are like, oh, well, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, knock and you will find, you know, and just like, don't ever stop going after what you want. And the truth is, yeah, like the the Bible literally does say that. And manifestation techniques will then use that to be like, if that's the case, then that friend that you don't want to leave, that partner that you want to come back so bad, that person who you want to start dating, who's dating someone else or something like that, like really messed up things will be like, oh, asking you will receive, keep on knocking and you will find and don't ever give up on this person because they, they want you. They want you. If, if you want something, that means it wants you too. What you want, wants you. And the truth is, yeah, on some level, I do believe that what you want wants you, but it might not be wanting you from the direction that you want it. You want it from that thing, but, and it wants you too, like prosperity, for example, you want prosperity. And so you think that you can be a prosperous if you become a doctor, for example, but if you become a doctor, you might be the worst doctor that ever existed. That might not bring you uh, prosperity. But perhaps if you give up on what you think is the only way that can give you prosperity is, and instead, like, you somehow discover that you have a, a talent at cooking, and then you become a cook, and then that's actually what brings you prosperity, and the entire time you're actually loving it. And I kind of feel like all of those things can be also attributed back to the topic. Don't worry, I know that I'm going a little bit off topic, but trust me, I'm on, also on topic in the back of my mind, I'm keeping the memo of like, don't forget any of this episode is about this. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to let the words come out and let it flow. If it's hitting, it's hitting. If it's not, I understand. Anyway, but all of that is to say in this concept of like, I'm not lonely, I'm alone and sitting with yourself and being like, okay, well, I'm in this era where I'm losing friends. How can I begin to gain my peace back? Instead of being like, I need friends, those people are my friends, I need it from them, I need it from that person, take back your power. You need friends. It's okay to need friends. It's important to have community around you. That is totally a thousand percent a normal thing to desire. 
But instead of being like, because these people or that person or this situation is rejecting me or I feel rejected by it, then that means that I'm not worthy of friendship, period, because I can only have it from this source. That's not true. That couldn't be further from the truth. If anything, when people leave your life, use it as an opportunity to go deeper into yourself Not that you go drown into yourself or lock yourself away. It's more so about learning how to see who you are and seeing the value that you have to share with the world. And I touched upon that a little bit in the past episode, so no need to rehash that again. But I find that when you accept the fact that, okay, this thing that I thought that I wanted so bad, I could either drown myself in misery of trying to manifest something or someone back into my life, or I can recognize that if the If it's literally said, asking you shall receive, like seeking you shall find, knock and the door will be opened unto you, then keep on knocking. Knock on the things that make you feel that sensation of this is what friendship is. This is what love is. This is what it means for me to be seen. And as you continue to meditate on what that looks like for you, you then will begin to cultivate this sense of peace and well-being. And then you will begin to realize that sometimes when you lose certain people, their absence helps you gain space to feel that void that many people run away from, but that void is oftentimes the gate to peace. And I heard this really great Sufi, I I don't even know, what was it? Was it Sufi or like, what's the name of that guy? Rumi. I think it might've been a Rumi um, poem or something. You know what? Before I butcher it, let me see if I can find it. Okay. I found it. It says, this is a translation by Colm Barks, and it is supposedly, yeah, it says that it is a Rumi poem. It says, I have lived on the lip of insanity, wanting to know reasons, knocking on a door. It opens. I've been knocking from the inside. And I love the simplicity of that because oftentimes we realize that all of our searching, all of our wanting is really just leading us to see the value that comes from us within, from just the intrinsic nature of who we are and the fact that you are important. You just are. You're a valuable piece to your story and to anyone else's story. And you can be the valuable piece to anyone's story at any time. Just being nice to someone, being friendly to someone. I was thinking the other day about when I went um, on a solo trip to LA and I stayed at a hostel for the first time in my life because usually I was like, I, I just, I'm like, I'd rather have my own room. But for some reason I felt really called by my intuition to stay at a hostel, specifically this one. And so I did. And I had an amazing like time there, literally like one of the most magical seasons of my life. But um, the purpose of the story is there was this girl that I met at the hostel and we didn't necessarily like, oh, like we weren't like, oh my God, instant BFFs, but she was, she was cool. She was sweet. She was traveling um, by herself from Asia And um, I had been invited by someone random to a party that they were curating. Um, And I didn't want to go to the cruise, but I was like, I might go to the dancing event later in the night. And then I asked everyone in my hostel, like, hey, does anyone want to come with me? Um, 
I, I like going places by myself anyway, but I was like, we're all traveling. This is a hostel. Everyone seems chill. Like I asked the girl, I was like, hey, do you want to join me for this? And she was just like, yeah, sure. And she came along um, and, you know, I was dancing and she was kind of like doing her thing. I couldn't tell if she was having a good time or not. Um, and I understand like, you know, because everyone has a different way of being when they're out and dancing. And I love to just like, you know, just let my spirit guide my body and like, you know, just flow with the music. Um, I couldn't tell if she was having fun or not. It wasn't until when we were leaving and she turned to me and she was just like, I'm so grateful that you invited me to come with you. It honestly was one of the best nights that I've had here in LA. Like really thank you so much for inviting me to join you. And I was thinking about that today for some reason. And I think the reason why is because in that moment, I realized that all I did was extend her kindness. And when we were out, I did my best to like include her and be like, hey, like, you know, sometimes she would be dancing in the back and I'm like, hey, come over and like come dance with us, like the people that I just met. And we were just like hanging out and taking pictures and just vibing. And I realized that all I did was extend some sense of kindness to her. Didn't know if she was having a good time, but in the end, she did. And only she knew that. And she only let me in on that by sharing to me how what I didn't realize was a, you know, a thing was a thing for her, that that it meant something to her. Um, and you can be that for someone else too. And I find that those moments can help us cultivate a sense of well-being because you realize that, oh, wow, like I just did something out of the kindness of my heart and it impacted someone in such a positive way. Imagine if I just did this more often. And it's not that you have to become a perfect person. Not every I know that we're not always going to be good Samaritans all the time. And it's okay to acknowledge that we're not perfect. I definitely know that I'm not perfect. I have my moments. We all have our moments. And that's what makes us human. It gives you dimension, you know? You need some juice, some spice to your character. <laughs> but no matter what it is, I feel like at the end of the day, even something like that helped me realize that I'm happiest when I know that I've made, I've done something to make someone else happy, something that was within my character, something that was within my means and my ability to do. And I didn't have to do anything that was extremely self-sacrifice and to the point of self-disregard to help this person live a better life or have a better moment just by spending it with me and like by being seen by me and by me seeing them them and and like them seeing me that brought me joy and happiness and then ultimately all of those things can culminate into a life that is more saturated in peace and another th reason that i find that friendships existing in your life and leaving your life can be a big source as to why you do or don't have peace is because there are going to be storms in life. And one of my favorite examples I've ever heard is um, two artists were asked to paint an image of peace. One paints a beautiful meadow. Nothing is like not a hair is out of place. Not a, like everything's just perfect. The sky is perfect. The, the lawn is perfect. Just pure perfection. If I can't say that word enough times. <laughs> then the second one, shows a roaring 
waterfall and like twigs and branches. It looks like there's a storm in the background. And in the front, in the middle of the scene, you see a bird just sitting on a branch at peace, just chilling, chilling on a branch in the midst of all this chaos. And so the question is, which of these two paintings really depicts peace? And the answer is, and what I believe the answer is as well, if you feel like it's the meadow, that's your choice. But in my opinion, true peace is the ability to cultivate a sense of well-being in any storm, knowing that you are in the middle of a storm, but choosing to find your way to the eye of the storm instead of getting wrapped up in the whirlwind of it all. And it is a choice and it is something that you can begin to ask yourself questions and sit with yourself and realize how you might be allowing yourself to be swept away by the storm for far too long because it's okay to feel the rain. You have to, even in the eye of the storm, there are still, there's still in climate weather. And, but if you continue to be wrapped up in that tornado, where's your peace? Where's your well-being? You're just going to be tattered and torn by the end of it. And there would never have been a moment where you can just sit and just be even in the midst of all the chaos. That's for me, one of the things that I've always done is whenever I am emotionally stressed out by a situation or by someone, I'll just tell them like, I need a second. I'm not someone who's avoidant, but I am someone who I love communicating. But if I'm really upset, the best thing for both of us right now is for me to go into my own personal space and sit with my emotions until I feel like I can speak. But communicating that need is really important to me as well because I feel like it's important to have boundaries, but you got to communicate your boundaries. Like just having boundaries and up, like putting them up without communicating is a form of stonewalling and gaslighting. And that will definitely ruin, ruin any relationship in the long term. But compatibility and all of these things can cause storms in our lives. And sometimes we need to allow ourselves to feel the pain, but then stand at the center of it all and be like, okay, like this thing happened. What, what, like, let, like, how did we get here? What led to this moment? And I had to sit down with all of the people that have left my life as I enter this new life chapter in this year. I sat with myself and I'm like, okay, like, how did I get here with all of these different connections to the point where we don't even talk anymore? And I started to see all of the red flags from their side and red flags from my side too. Red flags to myself because we are also flags for ourselves. The way that you find yourself acting in response to certain people shows you where like how that person triggers your like triggers you so much that it might be a sign that's letting you know this connection with this person is not safe. This person's emotional needs do not cater to your emotional needs. This person is not able to meet you where you want them to meet you. And if you continue to ignore this flag of you having a panic attack or anxiety at the idea of texting them or talking to them or anything, and for some reason you think that it's this whirlwind situation and it's just like a really passionate friendship or a really passionate romance, it's not. It's just your nervous system freaking out and asking you 
and trying to translate to you, why are we doing this? This person's energy, this person's actions, this person's patterns don't make us feel seen. So why are we still engaging? But then we sometimes misinterpret that and we're like, oh, we just need to do this, blah, blah, blah. The thing is communicate once, communicate twice, maybe even three times. But I feel like if the communication keeps on happening with no changes or results, it's a really solid sign that it's not, the problem is not that you did not communicate enough. Now the problem is becoming that you're communicating too much. And this person is constantly showing you that they're not going to switch it up. So now you have to choose. Are you going to continue to be in a relationship that causes you to go into fight or flight mode every second? Or are you going to switch that up and allow yourself to lose this connection at the prospect of gaining your peace back again, going into the eye of the storm, looking at the situation from a bird's eye view and recognizing the patterns in the situation, like the circumstances that led you to this point of being so derailed that this connection is just no longer there anymore. And I find that when I got to that point of being able to see why it's a blessing that I lost certain people from my life, I started to understand that this is what I've always wanted. Whether or not I want to admit it to myself, what I always truly wanted was to feel well. And in an ideal world, or what I think is an ideal world, since you don't know everything, like our perspective of like, I love this person, they should stay in my life forever. In an ideal world, you, I would have been able to feel that peace with that person in my life. But the fact that I could not feel that peace with that person in my life says a lot about whether or not them existing in my immediate lifeline at this time will lead me to a life of well-being or a life of turmoil and pain and stress and overthinking and questioning and wondering. And it's just not it. I feel like it's okay to express your insecurities and it's different when you know that those insecurities are heard and understood and genuinely seen. And next time it comes up, it's almost kind of like you already know that it's not a real thing because this person's actions shows you that it's not like that. It's, it might just be you projecting, but in some cases it kind of becomes like you see the obvious signs, but now you're gaslighting yourself to not see the signs. Um, and that can happen in any situation. And so at the end of the day, all we can do is recognize that sometimes we have to sacrifice people from our lives and they have to sacrifice us from their lives for them to live the life that they deserve. And once I kind of sat with that and I was like, you know what, ultimately I want these people to have a good life. I want you to have a good life, whoever you are, whether I know you in the past, in the present, or in the future, whether we stay connected forever, whether we never speak again, whether we speak in the future, no matter what, I want people to have a good life. And if me being your life does not make it good, that's okay. You're not for everyone. Even the nicest person can make someone feel sick in their stomach. And even the meanest person can make someone feel glee in their lives. Like, we are not for everyone. And if you don't believe me about like the fact that there is no perfect personality, I highly encourage you to read the Bible. There are so many characters in there and I can tell you with pure honesty, a lot of them are not ideal. (laughs) 
like a lot like reading that book is really like reading a soap opera like it's it's a drama there's a lot going on and there's a lot of bsery okay and i kind of loved that because it showed me that humans are humans but that doesn't keep our creator from loving us doesn't that doesn't keep god from seeing the value in me despite any of the bs i do and despite any of the bs that others do either to me or each other or whatever and even to god like at the end of the day i think that the most important part of life and existence is getting to a point of seeing the place the ways and the places in which you might have made mistakes and trying to move forward to the point of like okay nothing i can do about it now and i was thinking about that the other day actually i caught like whenever i catch my mind trying to bring back bring up like past grievances or things that i feel like i did wrong or oh man i should have just dropped that situation like way sooner like why did i keep talking to that person why did i keep like allowing that situation to escalate whenever my mind tries to do that i'm just like uh uh-uh we're not playing this game i can't talk to that person again and try to apologize to them about what happened they're not going to reach out to me and all i can do is forgive myself for what I did, forgive them for what I think they did to me, and move on with my life with the knowledge of what I have learned from the experience in the hopes of not repeating the same cycle again. To the point that if something like that shows up again, I will communicate that, sorry, been there, done that, this is how I feel, is this what's going on, yes or no, okay, thank you so much, it's been great knowing you, have a good life, or, oh, that's not what's happening, okay, great, I'm so glad that I brought it up to you and we can move forward from this, but just wanted to tell you this is how I feel. I've decided, like, if I cannot have a conversation with someone in the future telling them the truth about how I feel and it causes them to act in a certain way, then that's a great sign, too. You can't beat yourself up for expressing your needs and you can't beat someone else up for not being able to meet them. That is why there is beauty in learning how to have peace in the storms of life because even when someone can't meet your needs, you know where to go to get those those needs met. Personally for me, I know where to go and that place is immediately to God. I just sit down in my room, I sit in silence and I catch myself and I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going down a mental spiral, but you know what? I know that you're real. I know that you're there for me. I have felt that love and that love is ineffable. You cannot talk to anyone about, like no one knows the love of God unless they want to know the love of God because it is a love that permeates everything so deeply that it makes no sense. And I truly believe that that's what unconditional love is. And I don't know if humans have the full capacity to really experience, like to really have unconditional love because unconditional love is very taxing, extremely taxing. And all we can do is do our best to be unconditionally, to unconditionally love others. But it's also important to acknowledge the fact that we could and will very well fall short, let alone like, you know, there's just so many mental rabbit holes, I can go into that. But what I want to say ultimately is that there is a place and a source that you can feel unconditional love from, and that is your creator. And that is that energy lives inside of you. But whether or not you choose to spend time with it and feel that feeling and go into the eye of your storm and feel the sense of peace that happens when certain people leave your life and certain situations don't work out, but realizing that this is life, I can admire the beauty of what has been created and what I can also create. 
or I can continue to allow myself to be ripped apart by the storms of my life and what's going on around me and who's still here and who's still and who's not here anymore and who's coming back and who's never going to come back again it's just not conducive to the next chapter of the life that I know that you want and I know that I want we all want so it's okay to lose friends because sometimes losing them will help you gain peace and that's all I want to say for today I hope that all of this made sense. I threw a lot at you, but yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for chatting with me for the last like 30-ish minutes. Sending you so much love. And uh, remember, just because you're alone does not mean you have to feel lonely. Mwah.